The Productive Woman, Episode 364. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome. In this episode, we're going to talk about some tools you can use for free to be more productive. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 364. This episode is brought to you by Calm. As this episode is being published, we in the Northern Hemisphere are transitioning into fall, headed toward winter. And as days get shorter, some of us are affected emotionally by the change in seasons. On the other hand, those in the Southern Hemisphere are transitioning into spring, a time of rebirth and new beginnings when you might feel like you ought to be cheerful and optimistic but maybe because of personal circumstances or world issues, you're feeling anything but cheerful and optimistic. Whether seasonal or from some other source, if you're feeling blue or need a mental reset, now is a great time to give Calm a try. I am so pleased to be partnering with Calm, which is the number one mental wellness app to help give you the tools that improve the way you feel. You can use Calm to clear your head with guided daily meditations or improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks or drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. I've talked before about how much I enjoy the sleep stories. Last night, I actually listened to a sleep story narrated by Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I should have listened to it sooner because I was having a hard time falling asleep. I finally set, you know, set this up and started the story. And I can tell you it started out very well. He has a very soothing voice, but I don't know how that sleep story ended because I was asleep before it ended. So I can absolutely attest to how well these sleep stories help me with getting to sleep at night. Right now, if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content being added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, and I am one of them. Uh, I paid for my subscription myself. I don't even remember if I got that uh, uh, discount because it may have been before I started working with them. In any event, you can sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. And for listeners of the Productive Woman podcast, as I said, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off their premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW. So go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW to learn more about what they offer and to get 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once more, that's calm.com slash TPW. All right, let's get right into our topic today. 
I've been thinking a lot about productivity, as I do, uh, and I've been thinking about money as well. And one of the things that has been on my mind is there, there really is a whole industry out there built around our desire to be more productive. There are countless tools and resources to help us better manage our time, our energy, our attention, our commitments, etc. And we can spend a lot of money buying tools and taking courses or, or buying resources, many of which are very, very good, you know, truly excellent and very helpful. Uh, and many of which I've bought. I've spent a lot of money over the years on books and and trainings and resources and planners and and all those sorts of things. And I have been thinking about that and uh, thinking a lot about what it would take to simplify my life, which has led to thoughts about simplifying my budget. Some of this has been kind of spurred by some of the books I've been reading lately, some of which I will share with you in upcoming episodes. But in any event, it's been something that's been on my mind. And it got me thinking about how could I simplify my budget, reduce the amount of money I spend on productivity tools for one thing. And so I spent some time thinking about and researching tools and resources that we can use for free to boost our productivity. And so I'm going to talk briefly about some of those free tools that are available in about five areas, managing our tasks, managing our commitments, learning new productivity skills, uh, finding motivation, and developing better focus. Those are all kind of productivity-related areas where we can spend a lot of money on tools, and I think they're good, uh, you know, it can be a good investment but also that there are tools available for free. So the first area is in managing our tasks. And if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know I love OmniFocus uh, for that purpose, and I have paid for it for years. It's an annual, I think it's an annual subscription. I didn't go back and look. Um, I've had it for so long on all of my devices, uh, all my Mac-related devices, Apple devices. So my my MacBook Air, my iMac, my iPhone, my iPad, OmniFocus is on all of those. And it's a, a great tool for managing your various projects and tasks. And there are lots of other paid apps that are also great, such as Todoist and Nosby. And I've talked about several of them over the years on this podcast. So what if you don't want to, or you don't have the resources to spend on a paid task manager or project manager, what are some of the alternatives? And I literally just sat down and started brainstorming. What could I do for free if I didn't want to pay for a a task manager? And I came up with several of them. The first one obviously is, is paper and pen. Um, literally just a notepad and pen or maybe a paper planner. Now, in in fairness, that would not be totally free because, you know, unless you use scratch paper, which you absolutely can, Uh, but there is a cost for for a notepad and a pen or a paper planner if you want to do that. But it may be less over the course of time than a paid app. 
On the other hand, if you want to use a digital tool for managing your projects and tasks, uh, and there are advantages, as we've talked about in past episodes, about doing that because you can take it with you in a way it can sync across your various devices, etc. And so there are some alternatives there. Uh, several of the paid apps, such as Todoist, and I think and I think maybe Nosby, I didn't uh, double check this, but um, they have free versions as well. They have more limited features. They may not sync across multiple devices, but you can use some of these digital tools for free. Uh, and then, you know, they charge for upgraded features that maybe are important to you, but you can always start with the free version. Another alternative to paid apps that you can use for free are Google products. For instance, you could, if you use Google Docs, it's, uh, you can manage your tasks or your projects with a simple list in their word processor document. You could do the same in a Word document if you already have Microsoft Office on your devices. Uh, but Google Docs is free. It's available online. And so that, that could be a simple tool. Google also offers a tool called Google keep and several people I've talked to in, in the past in, in our community, some who've been in uh, mastermind groups with me have mentioned that they use Google keep. Uh, it, it is a, an online tool that allows you to create notes, reminders, and a whole lot more. And it's available on Android devices, on co computers, both uh, Windows and Apple computers, on the iPhone and iPad. I'll put a link in the show notes to a page that shows how you can use Google Keep. But if you're looking for a free and pretty versatile tool uh, to manage your projects and your tasks, you might want to check out Google Keep and see if that would work for you. For those of you who um, use Apple devices, Apple offers some uh, products that come pre-installed on your Apple devices. So Apple Notes and the Reminders app, both of those come pre-installed and they, you know, you don't pay extra for them. Obviously the Apple device costs quite a bit, but if you already have it there, these are some tools that are available for you to help manage your projects and your tasks without paying extra for them. Uh, Mike and I use the reminders app for some shared lists. So we have a shared grocery list in there that we can both access and add things to. I've mentioned this before, and that's one of the advantages of something like uh, these Apple products and maybe Google keep, I didn't look into whether you can share, you know, your lists in that one, but certainly you can in the Apple uh, products. And so there's some advantages there. And again, you're not, if you already have the Apple devices, you've got these tools uh, at your disposal without paying extra for them. So something worth looking into. Another tool that I have um, discovered relatively recently, although I think it's been around for a while, is a, a service or an app called Notion. And this is a very versatile software that can become a, a true hub for your life, a digital hub. It allows you to create to-do lists, notes. You can use it for planning. You can insert calendars into it and create reminders and lots and lots of things. And it is available uh, online as a cloud service, but also uh, there are apps that you can download for Windows computers, Mac, 
computers, mobile devices, and they all sync with each other. And it's free for individual use. They have paid plans with some upgrades, but so far I've been experimenting with it for a couple of weeks and really liking it. It's very customizable. You can make it as pretty as you want to, or, um, you know, have it very, very simple and basic. Uh, But the, the free plan for individuals uh, lets you do everything I can think of that I would want to do with it. And there are lots of resources out there, like templates you can download for free from various people. Uh, In fact, Notion itself has a set of templates for different kinds of planning tools, like to-do lists and that sort of thing that you can install kind of for free. It's very simple and intuitive. I'm not uh, one who can, it's not something that's easy to describe Uh, without visuals, but there are lots and lots of YouTube videos about how people use Notion and what you can do with it. Some of those videos are produced by the company itself. Others are just by individuals who use Notion in various contexts as a student, as a tech worker, as, you know, whatever. And they go through video tours of how they use Notion to organize their life and keep track of their projects and to-do lists and that sort of thing. Very much worth checking out. It's um, kind of fun to play with. And because it's so versatile and so customizable, it's um, it can be a very useful tool. So I encourage you, if you're looking for uh, a to-do list because your current system's not working for you, or you're looking for something free, definitely check out Notion and see if it might be something that would work well for you. I'm I'm very much enjoying kind of playing with it right now and finding it very helpful. And then there are uh, other tools, online tools uh, that you, that maybe use a more visual approach to task and project management, like Asana and Trello, uh, both of which use kind of a, a Kanban board, I think they call it, or Kanban, uh, where you can move projects from one column to another one as it works its way through your process. And these are versions, uh, or these are tools that you can share with other people. So for instance, I use Asana with my assistant, Lisa, who lives in a completely different state. And that's where we keep track of where we are uh, in the process of getting new episodes of the podcast published. They have paid versions for, um, you know, bigger teams and that have maybe some extra features, but just like some of the other tools I've mentioned, the free versions are, are great. And I just use the free version and have for several years for uh, planning episodes of the podcast. So those are some alternatives that you can use for free to manage your projects and your tasks and to keep track and keep things moving. All right. So the second area where we often use tools or need some sort of tool is to manage our commitments, the places we need to be and the the things we need to be doing that are time bound, that, you know, things that are supposed to happen at a particular time on a particular day. Uh, For that, we need a calendar of some type. And personally, I prefer digital calendars because you can set up alerts or reminders. So it'll, you know, the alarm will ping when it's time for you to get ready to do something new. I have used Fantastical for quite some time. I love it. I uh, to and I use it to sync all my various calendars: my personal calendar, uh, my productive woman calendar, 
I, sh- uh, I can, Mike and I share our calendars with each other um, so I can see what he's doing. And all of that can be uh, moved into Fantastical, but it costs money. It's a, a tool that costs us to use. And for me, it's worth it because of what it can do. But there are lots of free alternatives. You don't have to spend money to get uh, a lot of the same functionality. And so, for instance, a paper calendar can be a perfect alternative to one of these digital calendars, whether it's a wall calendar that hangs in your kitchen that everybody adds things to, which is what I used for years when the kids were smaller and before, you know, everybody had an iPhone in their pocket or a desk or a calendar or paper planner like, you know, paper planners for managing your tasks, these aren't necessarily totally free. Although sometimes you can get a free calendar from somewhere, insurance companies sometimes used to send them out or something like that, but they're relatively inexpensive. For free alternative digital calendars, there are some alternatives as well. One of them is Google Calendar. Lots of people use the Google calendar, and it has some great features, completely free. It is something you can share a calendar with someone else. You can have, uh, you can color code your tasks or create separate calendars for say work and business or a fitness calendar. And then you have a lot of flexibility in how you see what your commitments are. You can see just one of those calendars at a time or have all of them Uh, in one visible location. So you can kind of see everything at once. Google calendar is a very popular tool that many, many people use, and I can highly recommend it. it. Again, if you have Apple devices, iCal comes free or Apple calendar comes free with those devices and can do most of the same kinds of things that Google calendar can do. Uh, You can, color code your, your different types of tasks. So you can kind of see how much time you're spending on different areas of your life. You can share calendars with other people. It syncs across all your devices. So it's available wherever you are, whenever you need to add something to it or consult it to see what your next appointment is. And you can set alarms similarly with Google calendar. To me, it's a very valuable tool. That's why I like digital calendars, because in addition to setting alarms or alerts to keep you moving through your day, you can store information in there. I've said before that when I have an appointment made, whether it's for a conference call or a doctor appointment or a meeting or whatever, I immediately put it in my digital calendar. But I also, in addition to, you know, just putting the the name of what my appointment is, I put all the information that I'm going to need for that appointment. So if it's outside the home, I'll put the address where I'm going into the calendar entry. Uh, I may put the phone number of the place where I'm going in case I'm running late or the person I'm meeting. If it's a a meeting offsite, Uh, I may put their phone number in there so that if I'm stuck in traffic or something, I can quickly call them to let them know I'm running late. I may put the directions to where I'm going, or if it's a conference call to discuss a document for my legal practice, I will attach that document 
to the calendar entry so that everything I need when it comes time for that appointment is right there. If it's a, a Zoom call or a Teams call, the link is in there. So I don't have to go looking for anything when it comes time for the appointment. I do all that when I enter the the appointment or the meeting into the calendar. So I like digital calendars. As I said, I like Fantastical and right now I can afford to pay the the price for it. But um, these free calendar options work just as well. And finally, uh, Notion has a calendar feature. You can uh, embed calendars into your notion setup so that you could use that for a calendar and you can create those alerts and that sort of thing. I, I believe you can share notion pages and things with other people as well. So it, it's another free tool for those of us who are looking for, for that to manage our commitments and make sure we are always where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. So those are two areas where we can spend a lot of money on tools or we can use these free alternatives. And either way, uh, they're helpful to help us get the things done that we want to do. The third area I thought about where can I find free alternatives uh, is in the area of learning new productivity skills. There are lots of sources of paid trainings sponsored by various apps and productivity experts. I receive almost weekly invitations for paid webinars on various productivity-related topics. And of course, there are thousands of books out there on productivity-related topics or topics related to, you know, making a life that matters. And I, my husband would tell you, I've bought all of those books. I own them all. uh, And I, I love to read them. And so you could spend a fortune to learn new skills to help you be more productive, but there are free alternatives to all of those things. So for instance, instead of paid trainings and uh, webinars and things like that, seminars, conferences, stuff like that. All of those things are can be great investments, but there are free alternatives. So for instance, podcasts, of course, those are free for in most cases. And there are lots of them that can help you develop and learn new new skills that will help you be more productive. There's the usuals that I talk about, like Beyond the To-Do List, The Productivityist Podcast, Organized 365, all podcasts that I love and have learned from over the years, and, and some of which were kind of my introduction to the world of podcasting. So those are some of them, but there are hundreds more. If you go into Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform that you use to listen to podcasts, they all have a search function. So you can search uh, whatever topic you would like to learn more about, whether it's, you know, just if you search productivity, you're going to probably find hundreds, if not several thousand options. So you might want to narrow it down a little bit, uh, but search productivity or organization or time management or whatever productivity related topic you want to learn more about. Do a search in the podcast platform that you're using and you will find tons and tons of alternatives 
that you can listen to, to learn more, to get inspired, to get ideas. Uh, if, if there are particular uh, podcasts that you listen to that help you to learn skills that help you be more productive, I'd love to know what those are. Uh, you can put a comment in the show notes for this episode or shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and share what those are. Maybe I can you know, post something in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group or on the Productive Woman Facebook page, a, a list of great podcasts that you recommend that we can all check out. They're such a great source of free information that can really help us go kind of to, as they say, the next level in our productivity. Uh, we can get lots of ideas. And as you know, podcasts are great because you can listen to them while you do other things, while you're commuting, while you're jogging, while you're cleaning house, while you're doing anything that doesn't require mental focus, you can be listening to podcasts and learning more things. So that's a great free alternative to paid training for productivity skills. Uh, another free alternative is YouTube videos. So for instance, I have watched, as I mentioned earlier, a, a number of videos about ways to use Notion. And I'm learning uh, kind of how to use that tool from watching how other people use it. And YouTube videos have the advantage of that visual component. You can't really watch a YouTube video while you're commuting, obviously, or while you're doing other things. But they have that visual component where you can actually see what they're talking about. And that can be very useful in learning how to use a particular app or a different, you know, particular skill that you want to develop. And they're free. There are lots and lots of YouTube channels about time management, how to use specific productivity tools, and so much more. Previous Productive Woman guests have YouTube channels that uh, I've found very helpful. So for instance, Amy Landino, Elena at the Organized Money, who was a recent guest, she has a great YouTube channel where she takes you through how she uses planners. Uh, she takes you through budgeting kinds of uh, topics and all sorts of things like that. Kay Patterson, the organized soprano has a great YouTube channel. Uh, if you, if one of the productivity skills you need to develop is related to organization, home organization or your office or whatever, those are just three examples of really good YouTube channels where you can learn skills that beef up your productivity. All three of those, Amy and Elena and um, Kay, also offer paid services that you can hire them to do or paid resources, but you can learn from them for free just by watching their YouTube videos. And so to find those sorts of things, you know, find useful uh, YouTube videos, you can simply go into YouTube. They have a search function there that's very good and search for whatever you want to learn about. I'll put a link to Amy's and Elena's and Kay's YouTube channels as well as a few others that I found just by searching different things. So there's a video called Life-Changing Productivity Secret to Get More Done that I'll link to, a video on how to create a super planner for instant productivity, a video on eight Google Calendar tips for productivity from this year, 
and one on a beginner's guide to using Notion. Those are just four examples of uh, videos that I found by searching specific things. So if there's a particular piece of software you want to learn more, how, how to use more productively, search that. If there's a particular area that you need to get better at, search that topic in YouTube and you can find those videos and watch them for free. Just be careful not to get sucked into the rabbit hole as I am uh, sometimes in inclined to do of watching one video after another. The the YouTube algorithm is very good at identifying when you've searched for something or you've watched a couple videos, uh, it, it'll suggest many, many more for you. So uh, we, we, we all need to be a little more thoughtful about how we use these resources. But YouTube videos are a great resource that you can use for free to learn new productivity skills. And as far as books, I love buying books, but they take up a lot of space and they cost a lot of money. And there obviously is a free resource that you can use to borrow the books that you want to use. And that is the library. You could also maybe chip in with friends and share books with each other, but the library public library is a great source where you're going to be able to find tons and tons of books about productivity related topics without having to spend money on them. And that is where I started way back when I was, you know, maybe in middle school, if not sooner, I would go to the library and I was always interested in this and I'd go to the kind of productivity section. They didn't call it that at the time. They called, you know, they had time management or organization and I'd find those books and borrow them and read them. And it's still there. The library is still there. Uh, all you need to do is get a library card. And I, I think those are most libraries offer those for free. They may charge you a couple bucks to issue a library card. But once you get them, you've got access not only to what your local public library has available, but through interlibrary loan, you can get any book that anybody has because these libraries all network with each other and they share resources. It just may take, you know, a little while you, you go to your library, you request the book you want, they find it and, and get it for you. And through the library, the public library, you can also borrow digital books. If you prefer to read your books on a Kindle or on, uh, you know, I read them in the Kindle app on my iPad mini through the Libby app. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But if you have a library card, you can borrow digital books without ever leaving your home and, and get all access to all of these books that you want to read um, without paying anything for it. I don't, there, I don't think there was a charge for the Libby app. And so it just, you just have to have a library card. So you'll have to go into your local library, get that library card, and then using that, uh, you enter that into the Libby app and you've got access to thousands and thousands of books that can help you develop those productivity skills that you want to get better at. The fourth area that I wanted to kind of look for free resources for is finding motivation. So uh, one of the, the things we need in order to stay productive is to be motivated and, and inspired to take action. 
And there are lots of ways you can get that motivation. Um, We've talked on this podcast about coaching and facilitated mastermind groups, you know, that I offer those, uh, both of those services, they are paid services and there are others. I think you can get coaching or through the organized 365 organization if uh, getting your home or office organized is part of uh, what you want to do and you need motivation for. And participating in a mastermind group or working with a coach can really be a great resource for helping educate us, getting better at being productive or particular skills, keep us motivated, and they're absolutely worth the investment. But if you don't have the the funds to invest in that sort of uh, help at this time, or you want to allocate your money to other things instead of this, there are free alternatives for those. Number one would be an accountability partner. Find a friend who has an interest like you in being more productive and making a life that matters and, uh, you know, reach an agreement that you're going to help hold each other accountable and encourage each other in whatever area you're, you're talking about, whether it's, uh, you know, organizing your home, decluttering, whether it's pursuing a new career and doing the steps that you need to do that. Maybe you want to write a book, find another friend who also has a similar kind of goal and help hold each other accountable. And that's absolutely free. It's just a a matter of setting up a system where you check in with each other regularly, share what your goal is and hold each other accountable to making progress on that goal. Another free alternative is a self-created mastermind group. There are There is a value in a facilitated mastermind group where there's a person who is kind of keeping things, the conversation going and putting the group together. But you can do that without spending money. You can form your own group, find a small group of like-minded women who want to meet regularly to share goals, share um, ideas, brainstorm solutions, and hold each other accountable. That's what a productive woman mastermind group does. And I'm, I'm not suggesting that there's no value in, in, you know, signing up for one, but you, you don't have to spend money to do this. You can put that group together yourself. I'm a member of a mastermind group. Um, we're, we're called the Creative Endeavors Mastermind Group. And I was invited to be a part of this, oh, it was probably three years ago, um, with a small group of women. There's four other women in the group who um, all have different creative pursuits that are important to them. And we meet via Zoom every other Tuesday morning for about an hour and a half. And we take turns being in the the comfy chair, the hot seat, whatever you want to call it, sharing goals, sharing wins, encouraging each other, brainstorming solutions to challenges we've run up against in our individual pursuits. And it's, you know, we've been doing this for, I want to say it's at least three years now and doesn't cost us anything. So it's a, a, a great way to help stay motivated and moving forward on your goals and if that's something you're interested in doing, you can you can probably Google mastermind groups um, or how to run a mastermind group or something like that to get ideas. If you're curious about it, uh, 
send me an email at feedback at the productive woman.com. I'd happy, I'd be happy to share with you some ideas about putting together your own mastermind group. Another free alternative for finding um, motivation is podcasts. Again, something like Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast, which I've mentioned many times is something that when I find my my motivation lagging or I'm struggling with some, you know, mindset kind of issue, this is one that I turn to. I always find myself encouraged and inspired and motivated to, to take action, to move forward, to kind of get over the slump that I'm in. There are tons of other podcasts that can do the same thing. You can go into your, your podcast platform that you use, use the search function and, you know, search terms like motivational or inspirational, and you'll find something there that can, uh, can keep you motivated and, you know, just give you ideas and inspiration to keep moving forward. Similarly, you can do the same thing with YouTube videos, but again, the YouTube videos, you kind of have to sit down and watch, but there are tons of them out there. And all of these are free resources that you can take advantage of to maintain your motivation, to inspire you to take action, uh, when you're feeling maybe a little bit in a slump. And then the fifth area where there are resources you can use, that you can pay for to help you, but there are also free alternatives, and that is developing better focus. In order to be productive in areas of accomplishing things that are important to you, you have to have the ability to focus on the work that is at hand. And this is something that I struggle with. It's easy to be distracted in this crazy, noisy age. And I'm going to be talking about this particular topic in an upcoming episode, but there are different ways that can help you when you sit down to do that important work that requires focus. Uh, there are tools you can pay for to help you do that. There are paid tools, for instance, to block access to distracting websites. There's one called Freedom, for example, or there are, are um, paid tools that will play music uh, playlists that are designed to aid you in focusing. And I've talked, I think in the past about focus at will, which is a great tool and worth the money that you pay for it. If it helps you get focused and concentrate on your work, but there are free alternatives to all of those paid sources. Um, for instance, you can curate your own playlists from music you already own or on services you already have. If you have a Spotify subscription, or I think you, you know, there's a free version of it. You can create your, your own playlist of music that helps you focus. I have Apple music, so I have playlists of instrumental music that helps me, um, kind of focus when I'm working on my, um, legal practice, there's no lyrics. So I'm not distracted by that, but something about playing certain kinds of, for me, classical instrumental music helps kind of, I don't know, quiet my mind enough that I can, I'm not distracted by noises around the house and can get down to work. So the, and the, there are free tools for doing that. Another free way to help develop better focus is to intentionally and purposefully set up your workspace for productive focused work. So declutter and reorganize your workspace to minimize distractions that costs nothing. 
and can reap huge benefits. Create rituals for work to train your mind to focus when it's time to focus. So maybe your ritual is to sit down, uh, look at your to-do list, light a candle with a particular scent or diffuse um, essential oils that uh, there are certain ones or combinations of them that are thought to help with focus. You can research um, essential oil blends for focus or for attention, and you can learn more about that. Maybe, so you light the candle or you start your diffuser. Maybe you do a mind dump to get everything that's distracting you out of your head and onto a piece of paper. Maybe if your work relates to writing or something, you use a specific pen and a specific kind of paper or notebook, but create those rituals that if you do them consistently for a period of time, it's a signal to your brain that, oh, it's time to work. It's time to focus on this thing here. Um, when you create those habits of doing that, uh, it's something that helps your mind focus. If um, one of the things that keeps you from focusing is you get distracted by online tools, simply turn off your Wi-Fi access when you need to do focused work that doesn't require internet access turn off the Wi-Fi for a period of time. And uh, another, and that's free to do that. And, and another free tool is to take regular breaks that let your mind rest so that you can focus better when you're actually working. So intentionally setting up your workspace and your work routines to facilitate that productive focused work is absolutely free and very, very effective. So those are just some thoughts. There are many, many tools and resources out there to help us be more productive and investing in your own productivity is a good idea. I absolutely recommend it. But productivity doesn't have to be costly in terms of money and seeking out free tools and resources can be part of your strategy for using your resources wisely and making a life that matters as you define it. These are a few thoughts that I had on this topic, but what do you think? What did I miss? Can you recommend any free tools that help you be more productive? I'd love to hear what those are. You can share those or any other thoughts you have on this topic in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 364. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, share there. I'll try to remember to um, to start a, a, a post in that, that group uh, for this topic, and I'd love it if you would add your ideas of free resources or tools that can help us all be more productive. Things that I maybe that I didn't mention or ways that you use something that I did mention that maybe we can learn from. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, before we go, remember that our sponsor for this episode, Calm, is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Just go to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW to learn more about what Calm offers and to get 40% off unlimited access to their continually expanding library 
of tools. That's calm.com slash TPW. And thank you so much to Calm for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and for helping me get to sleep last night. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you feel like it was worthwhile and that you found something in it that is helpful to you in your journey toward making a life that matters. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm-hmm.